Let's go on to God's word this morning. Shall we turn the Bibles to Psalm 138? Psalm 138. We read the whole Psalm, eight verses of the Psalm. I will praise you, O Lord, with all my heart. Before the gods, I will sing your praise. I will bow down toward your holy temple and will praise your name for your love and your faithfulness. For you have exalted above all things your name and your word. When I called, you answered me. You made me bold and stout-hearted. May all the kings of the earth praise you, O Lord, when they hear the words of your mouth. May they sing of the ways of the Lord, for the glory of the Lord is great. Though the Lord is on high, he looks upon the lowly, but the proud he knows from afar. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve my life. You stretch out my you stretch out your hand against the anger of my foes. With your right hand, you save me. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not abandon the works of your hands. This is a psalm which literally exemplifies King David, a man who literally lives in the presence of God. As I read through this passage and uh, meditated upon it, the one thing that occurred to me very strongly is that here is a man who literally lives in the presence of God. A man who stands in the presence of God. There's something about people who stand in God's presence, people who live in God's presence. There are people who... Uh, um, visit God and say hi to him on Sunday mornings. There are people who say bye to him, you know, late at night when they go to bed. But there are some who live in the presence of God perpetually. <laughs> Sometimes we can be a visitor to God's presence. Or we can be one who can live in God's presence. And uh, looking at the life of King David, as a king, certainly he would have been a very busy man. People in high positions are very, very busy. It's difficult to even get an appointment with such people. It's impossible, nearly impossible for an ordinary person to go and meet a king. It's only the officials, it's only the important people. It's probably those who come to visit him uh, for state meetings, who'd get to have an audience with him. But as a king, he was a man who had God first in his life. He was a man who walked with God. He was a man who uh, was after God's own heart. It's amazing to find um, that he says, I will praise you, O Lord. I will bow down to your holy, toward your holy temple. I will praise your name. And he says, I called you and you answered me. He says about how the Lord has uh, been with him in times of trouble. He talks about how the Lord is there to preserve his life. How there is great confidence that uh, he has found in God. There's a great assurance. There's a great strength that he has found in God. All that has come out of this deep intimate relationship with him. 
Christian life is not about just going through some rituals or some traditional forms. It's not about keeping some culture. Culturally, there are many people who are Christians. By birth, by virtue of birth, there are many people who are Christians. By name, because the name has a Christian name or a biblical name or sometimes a European name, it somehow seemed to have this tag that the European names are also Christian names. No, European name. But doesn't mean the same. Or some biblical name. You know? And so, by virtue of name, by virtue of culture, by virtue of birth, there are people who have an identity of being a Christian. Or just because they go to church, or they have a membership in a church, there's an assumption that they are Christians. But essentially, what it means to be a Christian, what does it mean to be a Christian? To answer that question, it means that a person who is truly in a dynamic relationship with God, who has taken God to be his or her savior, who has accepted Jesus as the Lord and the master of their lives and uh, continues to live in this uh, personal relationship with God. You know, God is love, the Bible says. And God is not an impersonal being. He's not some kind of a power or a sakti or some kind of an apparition in the clouds or he's not some, just some concepts of philosophy. But God is a personal being just like you and I. If you and I are relational beings, it is because God is a relational being. You know, we cannot exist by ourselves without anybody else around us. We can only exist in relationships because God has created us that way. And that's why there is a longing for love. There is a longing for acceptance. These are intrinsic to human nature. This is natural to human nature because that's the way we have been created. We've been created with this need for love. This need for a relationship. This is how God has made us. Because he himself is a relational God. And the triune God live in community. God the Father, God the Son, Jesus Christ, and the God the Holy Spirit. They three, it's not three gods, it's one God. But in three persons live together in perfect harmony. And there is community, there's unity in the community of the Trinity. There's perfect harmony in the community of the Trinity. They live together in, there is oneness, there is unity there. There's a relationship, there's a love within the Godhead. And that's why you find Jesus in his human form. He was truly human and truly divine when he came and he was born in Virgin Mary and he was living on this earth. Jesus was always communing with the Father. He was always in conversation with the Father in heaven. And on the cross, when darkness came upon the whole world, the sins of the whole world came upon him, when he died on the cross for our sins, all of the sins of mankind, all of the curses, all death and you know sickness and diseases and everything was laid upon him. When everything came upon him and darkness came upon this earth, he called out saying, why have you forsaken me? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? There was a, a breach in the relationship 
because of the darkness and the sins that came upon Jesus all that was because of all that was laid upon him there was a uh, you know brief breach in the relationship between Jesus and the father Jesus always had this intimate relationship with the father and so as a relational god god has also made us as relational beings there's a spirit with which god has made us when god made man you know he made man out of the dust of the earth and he blew his breath into mankind and man became a living soul he blew his spirit into man and so as human beings we are primarily we are spirit beings we are eternal beings there is the aspect of us that would never die when even when we die in this world it's only the body that dies we our spirit never dies our soul never dies and god has put his spirit inside of us and that's why we are able to recognize god we are not just like the perishing animals of this world we are not just made up uh, um, human beings are not just a sum up uh, of just matter and chance somehow by chance and with some composition of matter and chance coming together oh boom there came a human being no god created us with a spirit whereby we could connect with the spirit of god how do we know that jesus lives how do we know that jesus is real how do we know that jesus is god none of us in this room have seen him physically with our naked eyes how do we know him how do we recognize him because god has created us with the spirit by which we can recognize his presence through which we are able to connect with him and so even when we die it's only the body that dies the spirit and the soul of man goes to the maker instantaneously hallelujah and so god has created us as these as a relational being with primarily to have a relationship with god because we have been created in his own image as god is a relational being as there is a, a relationship between god the father the son and the holy spirit the same way he has created us in his own image and so we have the capacity to relate with him and relate with one another hallelujah and so we are able to experience his love and so we are able to experience his embrace and so we are able to recognize that god is with us we are able to recognize his presence we are able to sense his presence as we praise him as we worship him as we come together as we seek him don't we recognize and experience his presence amen yes we do isn't it we experience the presence of god so deeply in our lives sometimes even in a very tangible way sometimes where you can even almost feel his presence in a very physical way as if he's right here the moments of encounter that we have with god in such a manner where we experience his presence in such tangible ways and so here we find uh, king david the, the psalmist living literally living in the presence of god he says i will praise you o lord with all my heart before the gods I will sing your praise. I will bow down toward your holy temple and will praise your name for your love and your faithfulness for you have exalted above all things your name and your word. When I called you answered me you made me bold and stout hearted. May all the kings of the earth praise you O Lord when they hear the words of your mouth may they sing the ways of the Lord for the glory of the Lord is great. The first five verses of this passage he is exalting the name of the Lord praising God for his goodness. 
what God has done in the past because he's experienced God in such a manner. He goes on to say that even the kings like him, the other kings of the nations around him should know him and when they hear of him, they shall praise him. That they should also come to know him. May they sing of the ways of the Lord because he had experienced God in his life being a king and what it takes to be a king and he has recognized that there is a king above him hallelujah he's recognized that there is a king above him even though he's a king over the nation there's a king above him and the kings of the earth also need to know him <laughs> he's a man who has recognized God he's a man who is connected with God he's a man who's in the presence of God he lives in God's presence where his greatest desire the greatest desire of his heart is to praise and know God to know God to praise him to experience his presence and verses 6 to 8 you find though the Lord is on high he looks down upon the lowly but the proud he knows from afar Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve my life. You stretch out your hand against the anger of my foes. With your right hand, you save me. How did he know all of this? Because he has experienced it. And that's why I say he's a man who lives in the presence of God. He's a man who walks with God. He's a man who knows God. He's a man who has God in his life. And when we say he's a man who knows God, it's not just intellectual knowledge of God. It's not just uh, uh, by reading a book. <laughs> it's not because he heard some lecture somewhere about God. There was some discourse about God. <laughs> it's because he has experienced God personally in his life. Because of the way he has connected with him. Because he has come to know him in such a personal way. That he has now found God right there with him whenever he needs him. He's right there to help him. He's right there to preserve his life. Right there. He's, yes, he's on high. He also knows how great God is. That he lives on high. But he also knows that he looks down on the lonely. And he also knows how he deals with the proud. He knows how he is right there to help those who are in need. To preserve the life of those who are in trouble. And how he would fight against his foes. He knows God. He's been living in his presence. And he confidently says in verse 8, the Lord will fulfill his purpose for my life. When can we say the Lord will fulfill his purpose for my life? How would we, how uh, can we recognize and know that God has a purpose for my life? And how can we be confident in the fact that God is with me and God would do these things in my life? It comes out of living in his presence and so in the first five verses he's praising God for the experiences that he has had in living in his presence looking back reflecting on the past I will praise you with all my heart I will sing your praise I will bow down toward your holy temple and I will praise your name for you have exalted above all things your name and your word when I called you right there to answer me you made me bold and stout-hearted. You see, God has made himself known to David by his name and by his word. He has experienced the power that, you know, that comes through using his name. David went to meet Goliath. 
how did he go not in the arm of flesh not in the strength that came through the arm of flesh but he went and said i come against you goliath in the name of the armies of the living god he has experienced the power of his name samuel the prophet came and anointed him poured oil on his head while he was still a young boy tending sheep never did he imagine that one day he will become the king of israel as a shepherd boy he was right there taking care of sheep and the father did not even consider him of great importance when prophet samuel had come to even call him there to see if he is also one of them who probably god would have chosen to become king he didn't even consider david to be worthy enough to be called in the presence of samuel the prophet but samuel looking at all the handsome tall you know stately looking men who seemed to have you know appearances and dispositions of a kingly stature he looked at every one of them and god said no none of these people are going to be chosen to be king and then samuel wouldn't sit down and he asked you know jesse the father of david are there any more do you have any more sons he said oh there's one boy little fellow he's out there in the sheep you know taking care of sheep i mean he's right he's there he you know father didn't think that there could be any chance of such a little one to become uh, called to be to be called a king and samuel said we're not going to sit down until you get him here and he anointed him and the word of god came to him and as the word of god came to him and as he was anointed to be king the same way god established his life in such a manner and elevated him to become king over israel david was a man who had experienced god in personal ways in dramatic ways he had seen the power of god you know demonstrated through him as he went in the name of god he had seen the word of god being fulfilled you know in his life as he you know heard god's promises concerning his life and it was fulfilled at the appointed time he was the man who experienced god very personally and so this morning god is calling us to experience him in a very personal way hallelujah where you would know and experience the power in his name as you exercise authority in his name and you would come to experience the greatness and the glory of who god is and experience him as you see his word being fulfilled in your life as you trust him and so king david was praising god as he was living in the presence of god and he was experiencing a life in the presence of god in this relationship with god you see god is not someone whom we meet on sunday morning at church god is someone who lives with us who stays with us who has come to stay with us because the bible says behold the habitation of god is among men he has come to live among us hallelujah and so we got to be experiencing his presence in such a manner god wants us to experience his presence in a very practical way it is not some you know uh, uh, a mystical experience of some kind of a presence somewhere in the atmosphere you know some people think of the presence of god to be something very mystical somewhere some kind of a cloudy thing in the atmosphere a heaviness and a feeling that you might get sometimes once in a while 
no but the presence of god is simply talking about the very person of god living with you amen if you have members of your family living with you and you know that physically that they are present with you and you are eating with them you're talking to them you live in a relationship with them and you know you have family you have people around you as much as people around you persons around you are real so is god as a person real with you hallelujah amen praise the lord he's not absent in our midst he's present in our midst as a person not just in some kind of a cloudy mystical form but as a real person would you just touch a neighbor sitting next to you if you don't mind do you think they are real just touch and see is this a real person or is some spirit here no real person right as much as they are real so is god real hallelujah amen as much as they are real so god is so real with us and you can experience his presence in powerful ways and so now you look at verse number 3 he says when i called you answered me you made me bold and stout hearted this is what happens this is the way a person enjoys the benefit of a rich reward and rich returns on a trade with heaven in prayer when anyone is in a trade with heaven in prayer you know this is the kind of rich rewards you get <laughs> you know what 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 happens when you do trading when you're trading you you invest something you you're buying and selling and then you out of that you earn profits you earn rewards you have returns on investment roi isn't it this is what happens when there's a person who lives in the presence of god when he's engaging with heaven when you are constantly engaging with god when you're constantly talking to god when you're taking your problems to him when you're talking about your needs to him when you're talking about decisions that you're going to make you know sometimes we make our decisions and then we talk to god about it because they didn't work out but let's talk to him about everything and by the way there is nothing that is hidden from his sight all things are plain to him there's nothing that is hidden from his presence so as we are constantly talking to him about everything about our lives our needs our decisions what we want to do where we want to go you know what we desire and what decisions we need to be making when we are talking to him about everything he says in verse number 3 when i called you answered me you made me bold and stout hearted sometimes people think praying is about changing god's heart and changing god's mind to act prayer is not changing god's heart and trying to change god's mind and pushing god's hand to work no prayer actually changes us <laughs> god is at work and god will do his work whenever he wants to whatever he wills to do he will do <laughs> we don't have to push god to work by our praying prayer actually changes that it it helps us to experience him it helps us to connect with him and in this relationship with him we actually begin to change <laughs> when i called you answered me you made me bold and stout hearted well there were many many times when as saul was chasing david 
David was living in caves. David was hiding. David was running from place to place. He was going and living in those strongholds where he could find, you know, safe places to hide from his enemy Saul who was after his life. And so in darkness and loneliness, far from home, far from family, far from secure places, far from finding, you know, places to find food and shelter and clothing, he was in all loneliness but as he was calling on god god answered him how did god answer him by strengthening him by giving him confidence by giving him boldness courage to be determined of what he must do hallelujah prayer actually makes you bold and stout hearted boldness courage and the determination to move on to do what God has called you to do. It is not something that will change God's heart or God's mind or push God's hand to work. Prayer fundamentally is something that connects us with God, enables us to have this relationship with him and God answers us and though many times God's answer is in strengthening us, making us bold and courageous, giving us the will to carry on even when the storms are blowing against us, when the winds are rising up against us, when people are talking against us, when people are abusing us, when people are, you know, uh, casting us away, when people are accusing us in the midst of all, you know, odds, in the midst of all health situations, in the midst of all kinds of financial difficulties, prayer gives us the strength, the courage, and the heart and the will to carry on. Hallelujah. In this relationship with God, we find strength, we find hope. And that's the way, you know, David was living in the presence of God. That's why I said this, the message is titled as living in the presence of God. It almost looks like the whole passage does not seem to have any reference to the presence of God. You don't have to find those words there. But this is an outcome. This is a psalm that has come out of living in his presence. When I called you, you answered me. You made me bold and stout hearted. May all the kings of the earth praise you. Oh, he says, I as a king, I have seen who God is. Man, every king needs this God. If you are a king and you don't have this God and if you are not living in his presence, oh, you are a, you know, you are a pauper. You are a loser. That's essentially what he's saying on the other side. If you go back on the, the reflection of his thoughts, he says something, but what it actually means, if you look at it from the other side, it's, it's almost like this. May all the kings of the earth praise you, O Lord, when they hear the words of your mouth. May they sing of the ways of the Lord, for the glory of the Lord is great. Hey, kings, you ought to know this God. You know, I as a king, I have found God to be, su- you know, such and such a person. I have found victories. I have been able to pull down Goliath. I've been anointed as king. I know who I was. I was a shepherd boy. Now because of the word of the Lord, I have become a king. I know what it is to be walking in the presence of God. I know what it is to be knowing this God whom I serve. You kings also need to know him. You don't know. You have no clue what it means to walk in God's presence. In the moment you start living in God's presence, you want others to experience what you have been experiencing. 
Hallelujah. You see the emptiness in the people's lives. You see the void in people's lives. You see the dryness in their lives. You, you see the hopelessness in their lives. You see the way their lives are so empty and their lives are so meaningless. You see the way they are groping in the dark trying to find a way. You see the way they are, you know, so much without God. And you know, if only these guys have God. If only these people know God. If only they also know this, this presence, this the presence of God that I have been experiencing. Oh, it's going to be amazing for them. That became his wish. A man who lives in the presence of God will always want to have others also experience the presence of God. A woman who experiences the presence of God will want other women also to experience the presence of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Have you sensed that many times or at least at some time in your life when you met some people who are not in God's presence, some people who did not know God, there were some people who were you know, empty and their lives were dry, their lives were full of curses and their lives were full of sin, their lives were filled with sorrow and hopelessness and they were helpless in their lives even though they had much, they had money, they had wealth, they had property, they had influence, they had positions, they had power. But yet you were able to see through their lives and saw the emptiness in their lives. Anybody like that? Amen. Yes, that's what happens when there's a person who lives in the presence of God. You wish for others to also live in God's presence. Verses 6 to 8 talks about the expectation that comes as a man who lived in God's presence. Firstly, we're talking about how he was praising God for the experiences of living in his presence. Secondly, we find here in verses 6 to 8, there's an expectation that comes. There's a comfort of hope for the future. The expectation is this. There's a comfort of hope for the future. You know, what amazing comfort you can find when you are very hopeful about something. Do you know what I'm talking about? When you're very hopeful that you will get this job and it's a very well-paid job, it's a very secure job. You know, it's a job that will take you places. It's a job that will take you high. It's a job that will help you do. This is the one amazing thing that's going to help you buy a house. It's going to help you buy a car. It's going to help you, you know, pay your uh, bills. It's going to help you, uh, you know, uh, take care of your children and for generations to come. Especially if you're an Indian and you have a girl child. This is that job that's going to help you until the marriage of your children. <laughs> you know? You know, this is the one thing that you're just getting this and this one thing is going to solve every problem and this is going to help you a long way. You know, there's great comfort in the hope that you're going to get this. There's great comfort. Am I right? That's exactly the King David was experiencing as he was a man living in God's presence. There was a comfort and this is the expectation that he's having but the expectation is this where there's a comfort of hope for the future. A person who lives in God's presence is very much at rest. Everything has settled in his mind. Everything has settled in their mind. There's a certain level of rest and comfort and peace that they enjoy. 
on this earth have you found have you seen people who have much but who are still restless who have everything but who still feel like they have nothing that's because of the absence of the presence of god in their lives when there's an absence of the presence of god in their in a person's life even if they have everything they will live like they have nothing there will be no peace there will be no joy there will be no happiness there's always an unrest within there's always a dullness within there's always a heaviness on the face you you find the face so heavy and so dull that even makeup can't change it verse 6 to 8 though the lord is on high he looks upon the lowly but the proud he knows from afar I know who God is. I've been living in his presence. He is on high. He's high. He's awesome. He's great. But he looks upon the lowly. He's looking at those who are humble at heart. But I know how he deals with the proud also. I have seen him the way he works. God resists the proud. God hates the proud. But he gives grace to the humble, the Bible says. He has experienced all of this. Though I walk in the midst of trouble you preserve my life you stretch out your hand against the anger of my foes with your right hand you save me the lord will fulfill his purpose he will preserve me he will fulfill his purpose for my life i'm absolutely confident here this is the comfort that i have of this hope for the future whatever troubles may come and i know they will come because they have come already but even if they come i'm not going to be perplexed anymore I'm not going to be worried I'm not going to be in distress I'm not going to be anxious I'm not going to be troubled by the troubles this is because I have this great comfort of the hope for the future that God will fulfill his purpose for my life because how does he know all of this how does this confidence come how does he have this assurance it's because of this relationship that he has with god this intimacy that he has with god because he's been a man who's walking in the presence of god he's living in the presence of god the centurion who came to jesus for his servant for the healing he came he said lord my servant is you know dying he's sick he's dying and jesus said we will go He said no lord you don't have to come all the way you don't i don't deserve you to have you under my roof because i know my, i am a man of authority i know what it is, i understand what it is, what it means to be in a position of authority you are of high authority so far and high above me i am just a centurion who's head of 100 soldiers a centurion is a head over 100 soldiers but i know what it is to be in authority because i say to a man go and he goes i say to a man come and he comes i know what it is to command and it will be done and so as a man who is an authority over everything i know who you are you just say a word and my servant will be healed hallelujah a person who is in a personal relationship with god who has an encounter with god who sees who god is who sees the greatness of god who sees the power of god who experiences the authority that he has will not be worried or perplexed he will even say lord no you don't have to come all the way to my house just say a word 
my servant will be healed i know you have authority i know what it is to be in authority i know things get done when a man speaks in authority hallelujah such confidence comes as you live in god's presence <laughs> hallelujah amen when you when you are in the middle of a crisis when you are in the middle of a need when you have some situation on a day to day basis even at workplace when you are facing a crisis and you have to manage it or at home you are in a sudden situation you're caught you know in a situation where you have a financial need or a health crisis or suddenly somebody fell sick or something went wrong and, and something happened in the middle of the night you will not be perplexed you will not be disturbed because there would be great comfort in the hope of what god is able to do because you know already who he is hallelujah hallelujah as a child of god as a people of god we should be living in the comfort of such hope a comfort with a life of hope i know who god is he will not fail me he will not forsake me hallelujah there is great strength there's great strength there's great strength that comes in knowing god in such a personal way and that's how god wants us to experience him every day of our lives amen hallelujah not as someone who's distant not as someone who is only there in, at church not only on sunday morning not only in a prayer meeting not only when there's a pastor leading in prayer not only when there's a preacher preaching but every day every moment he has such great confidence that god will save him even if he is in the midst of trouble you will preserve my life and the troubles may come but that won't hinder your purpose he's confident of that troubles may come disturbances may come challenges may come needs may arise you know we might face the wall we might be pushed to a corner we might be in situations where it's very difficult for us to handle them by ourselves it's impossible for us to handle life situations by our own strength by our own wisdom by our own knowledge our own capacity we will always find ourselves in a place where we can't handle life by ourselves it is good that it is so because we will be completely dependent on god hallelujah hallelujah and so by our power by our strength by our capacity by our wisdom with all that we can however much we try to do things in life we need to recognize that we are frail we are mortal we are humans we have limitations amen we have limitations we have a little bit of knowledge about the presence about the present quite a bit about the past but nothing about the future <laughs> amen some of us probably talk like we are a whole we are authority on our whole lives and our future and everything but we have no clue some people say oh no all that is this is all you know child's business i can get it done i'm man we can solve these problems oh what is all of this you know one phone call you know one visit i can get things done if i just put in a word everything will happen 
unfortunately sometimes people who said that don't even exist after a while yeah they tell about something that they can just ah it's all nothing no we can never be at that place because god will always put us in situations which we cannot handle amen that just makes us to become completely god dependent god dependent you look at the confidence that uh, apostle paul had read with me in acts chapter 27 a situation where they were uh, almost going to lose their whole uh, lives and they were in the middle of the storm acts 27 verse 13 to 26 when a gentle south wind began to blow they thought they had obtained what they wanted so they weighed anchor and sailed along the shore of crete before very long a wind of hurricane force called the northeaster swept down from the island you see these days also those days they had names for these hurricanes it's not just a modern thing the ship was caught by the storm and could not head into the wind so we gave way to it and we drove along as we passed to the lee of a small island called kauda we were hardly able to make the lifeboat secure when the men had hoisted their board they passed ropes under the ship itself to hold it together <laughs> such was the storm that they feared that the ship itself will be broken you know they passed ropes under the ship to keep it secure and uh, fearing that the ship itself to hold it together fearing that they would run aground on the sandbars of cyrtis they lowered the sea anchor and let the ship be driven along we took such a violent battering from the storm that the next day they began to throw the cargo overboard they wanted to make the ship lighter on the third day they threw the ship's tackle overboard with their own hands when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and the storm continued raging we finally gave up all hope of being saved a hopeless situation where in the middle of the storm and thing they starting to throw things over into the sea and they know that the ship is going to break and fall apart and they're putting ropes and tying the ship itself to keep it you know from breaking up and they lost whole hope and we finally gave up all hope of being saved verse 21 after the men had gone a long time without food paul stood up before them and said men you should have taken my advice not to sail from crete then you would have spared yourselves this damage and loss but now i urge you to keep up your courage when everybody had lost all hope of being saved and remember paul himself is on that same ship in the middle of the sea and those were times where you didn't have uh, you know satellite telephone connections and uh, communication systems and you know navigational equipment like you know it is available now you can sos and then you know you might even get a helicopter somebody might come and rescue so many times you find such things happening even in the middle of the storm but those were times where it was impossible for anything they had to stay there and he says in verse 22 but now i urge you to keep up your courage because not one of you will be lost only the ship will be destroyed last night an angel of the god whose i am and whom i serve stood beside me and said do not be afraid paul you must stand trial before caesar and god has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you so keep up your courage men for i have faith in god that it will happen just as he told me nevertheless we will we must run aground on some island 
in the midst of complete hopelessness in the midst of a place where they knew that they were going to suffer complete loss of life and property there's an angel of the lord who paul serves whose i am and whom i serve he says he came and spoke to me last night and said you are not going to perish do not be afraid you must stand trial before caesar and god has graciously given the lives of all those who are with you you remember paul is taken as a prisoner he's going to be tried he's taken to rome to stand trial before caesar but the purpose of god for paul is this right when paul had an encounter on the road to damascus with god where there's a light shone from heaven above and there was a man called ananias who prophesied about what is god's plan for paul he said i will make you to proclaim the gospel to the gentiles you will be apostle to the gentiles and you will be my witness before kings you will witness about me before the kings of the gentiles and so until paul goes and stands witness before the kings of the gentiles he is not going to perish and because he was on board the lives of others also survived they were saved hallelujah you see paul was a man who was living in the presence of god paul was a man who had a encounter with god paul was a man who was a servant of god paul was a man who was walking this relationship with god and because of that in the midst of the storm in the midst of the raging sea in the midst of a hopeless situation where they thought that all will be lost there was an encounter there was a vision there was a revelation there was a word of god there was the voice of god that came to him there was a promise of god that came to him god was speaking with paul hallelujah and so i want us to know this morning that as we walk in this world as we live in this life as we face situations and challenges in our life it's impossible that we can handle them by ourselves but if you're walking in the presence of god if you're living in the presence of god if you're in this continual personal relationship with god day in and day out you know what happens you will be able to stand up in the midst of the storm and say listen to me you will be able to speak courageously you will speak with clarity you will speak about what is yet to come hallelujah he spoke up in the midst of you know people who are so afraid that they will lose their lives they had no food to eat they were in this battered ship in the middle of the ocean but here he was able to rise up and speak with courage here he was able to speak with clarity amen hallelujah oh you're not going to be saying oh what to do i don't know what to do uh, let's uh, probably try uh, we don't have to be searching for words have you found ourselves sometimes searching for words uh, we don't know what to say in a situation uh, something you know we search for words but you will be given what to say if you are a person who lives in the presence of god hallelujah you will speak with clarity and say this is what we are going to do this is god's plan this is god's direction this is whom we should marry this is where we should go this is what job we should take up this is the business we should take up this is the education we must pursue this is the place we must live this is what god is telling us to do you will have clarity with what you would do hallelujah you will speak courageously 
with clarity there's a comfort of that hope that you find as you live in the presence of god not in perplexity not in confusion not in chaos not being driven by the sea not being driven by the storm not being driven by the wind not being driven and reacting emo- with through emotions many people take decisions based on emotional feelings i feel this way what to do i have to do something this is what they are saying so this is what i have to do it's an emotional reaction god does not want us to live our life by emotional reaction to situations hallelujah amen but if you're living in the presence of god you have the comfort of the hope that troubles may come things may be difficult challenges may arise but you have a person who is speaking to you about everything concerning your life and god is a speaking god he's not deaf and dumb he's a speaking god he's not a god who has eyes but cannot see he's not a god who has ears but cannot hear he's not a god who has mouth but cannot speak he's not a god who has hands but who cannot handle he's a living god he's alive and well and he's very much present in our lives he's very much present in our lives hallelujah would you start living in his presence every day and you see what happens you have the comfort of the hope you can live with these expectations i might have troubles in my life <laughs> but i have the comfort of the hope that god is very much present with me and will give me the clarity the courage the confidence to live and i would be able to speak forth my destiny prophetically and walk according to it hallelujah hallelujah paul was able to speak for the destiny of the of his own life and the lives of others prophetically he was able to say this is what is going to happen i am going to go and stand trial before caesar i am going to go and testify none of you are going to perish take courage eat we're going to run aground some place but we will all survive how can you say that unless god had told that to you and by the way god doesn't speak to some special people alone God doesn't speak to only prophets alone there's nowhere in the bible it says that he will speak only to his prophets or to his servants or somebody who has white who wears white clothes <laughs> God speaks to anyone who is in his presence who's willing to hear him amen hallelujah and so this morning may we be encouraged and strengthened to walk in the presence of god to live in the presence of god to live in a with a uh, with a consistent relationship with god not visiting him once in a while but to walk consistently in his presence and then you will be able to praise him for what he has done and you will have the confidence the comfort of hope for the future also as you live in his presence hallelujah you will be able to speak the destiny of your own life and the life of your own children you don't have to run here and there asking for somebody to prophesy about your life and ask and see what god has in store for us in our future god will speak to you about you god will speak to you about your children 
god will speak to you about the, your marriage god will speak to you about your children you know you about the life of your children and the ch- marriage of your children the jobs the you know positions the places the things that they have to do and you have to do and where you have to go what you have to do god will speak to you he will re- reveal things that are yet to come amen would you live in his presence every day walk in his presence every day in closing i just want to close with this there's a family whom we visited recently a few days back a pastor's family an elderly couple 77 years old and his wife is 74 and his wife is terribly sick for the last 2 years in the last several months she's on oxygen at home and um his son and their family they live in bangalore and so as this pastor and the family they are in this big struggle of trying to figure out what they must do next how they must handle the situation because they want to go there to their son's place the son has taken up an apartment and he says come here why are you struggling alone i'll take care of you but his son is a traveling job his wife works as a lecturer his children go to college nobody's going to be at home and so for them the situation is even if they go there they're still not going to find help nobody's going to be there with them 24/7 and so how do we manage this we can't go there and and neither are, we, are they able to survive and you know sustain here because nobody is there to help them here also but this is their own home and so and they also have a ministry here and so they caught between the situation of unable to manage here by themselves unable to go there also they can't leave everything here and go away so they caught in the situation one of the reasons why his wife is sick and uh, with this and because is because she is struggling suffering from a respiratory problem that has been caused by these pigeons that come and sit in the window sills and the um sunshades of these apartments these pigeons come and lay uh, you know make nests and they hatch eggs and they live there that becomes their home and the droppings are very harmful i believe for uh those who have uh, you know uh, low immunity especially those with respiratory problems and so if you have pigeons be careful <laughs> and so they were unaware of this and they've lived in this house for probably 15 20 years and this has taken a toll on her over a long period of time and the last couple of years it's uh, affected her so badly that it's led them to this place where she is now on oxygen and bedridden for a few minutes she can take it away and then she would again struggle to breathe and then she'll have to keep it again very sad to see this and a month back selvi and i we visited them just wanted to go and see them we prayed for them and came and then the conversations continued and then we went again pastor and myself selvi and my brother sanjeev all of us we went together to visit this family and um, and so this pastor was really you know he was saying i don't want to lose my wife you know he was getting a little emotional and you know real fear of what is going to happen and how are they going to manage and all of this struggle was going on he was sharing his heart and the whole history of what they were doing and everything suddenly pastor had this thought that let's pray that god will drive out these pigeons from this place and we'll pray that god will touch and heal her god is able to heal and the doctors have said that this is a respiratory condition which cannot be healed 
this is a permanent damage that has been caused to the lungs and the functioning of the lungs has failed it's very minimal and so no medication or therapy or treatment or nothing can help in reviving it back because the organ is damaged by itself and so as soon as pastor said let's pray that god will drive out these you know birds from this place and these infectious things that are in this atmosphere will be cleansed that god will you know bring about that change and as soon as he said that and that god has given us authority and you know when god created man he said be fruitful multiply replenish the earth and have dominion over the earth god has given us authority over nature jesus commanded the winds and the storms to die down and he said peace be still and the wind and the storm nature came under control at the words of jesus and the same authority he has given us and so we said why don't we pray and the moment pastor said that that pastor got energized he sat straight he became louder <laughs> there was a great confidence that came into him he said yes that's right why should we leave because all these several months they've been battling with this you know decision of wanting to leave but unable to leave unable to stay unable to leave they're tormented in this situation he merely said that's right why should we leave is the birds that have to leave <laughs> and so we began to pray and there was such a you know the presence of god and god helped us to pray together and then we went into the room and applied oil together and um, you know selvi laid hands on the dante and prayed and we all of us prayed together and the next morning he calls and he says auntie has got up she's got everything ready for the servant maid to come and all the vegetables and everything she has put them arranged in the kitchen hallelujah amen you have you get the confidence to pray against a situation which is impossible when you live in the presence of god you get the courage paul stood up with courage and said while the whole ship was going to break down while the storm was raging while everybody was going to die and there was no food he stood up with courage and said we are not going to die where do you get that courage from how can you speak boldly how can you speak clearly and he said so that's that that tormenting struggle that they were going through of trying to decide what to do whether to stay or go and unable to do both got settled that day hallelujah hallelujah they said we are not going to go amen praise the lord see you see that's how god directs our life when you a person walking in the presence of god when it comes to decisions of your life when it comes to decisions of other people's lives you will be able to speak clearly with authority with clarity with courage but comes as a person who living who lives in the presence of god god enables you to do that hallelujah i don't care what you're going through in your life or what you might encounter I want to invite us all of us to walk in the presence of God live in the presence of God every day and you will see you will settle matters of your own life and you will settle matters in the lives of others also hallelujah hallelujah you might be looking very insignificant 
Paul was a prisoner taken for trial but he is a man who is speaking with authority with clarity even when the bosses didn't know what to do the subordinate the slave the prisoner <laughs> was able to speak hallelujah hallelujah that's what happens when god is in a person's life a person lives in the presence of god shall we pray hallelujah thank you jesus thank you jesus hallelujah praise you jesus oh god hallelujah would you come into yourself this morning and say lord i want to walk in your presence i want to live in your presence i want to experience your presence not once in a while not some day not some moments of an encounter with god not when somebody prophesies not just on a sunday morning not on a few occasions but all the time hallelujah jesus hallelujah thank you jesus thank you lord hallelujah lord prepare me to be a sanctuary pure and holy tried and true with thanksgiving i'll be a living sanctuary for you lord prepare me to be a sanctuary pure and holy Father, we thank you for your presence in this place. We pray that every one of us, Lord, will continue to live in your presence. Lord, we pray that we will, Lord, be carriers of your presence. We pray that, Lord, we will be, Lord, your house. That we will be your dwelling place. Lord, you wanted to come and dwell among men, O oh Father. And you have come from heaven to earth to dwell amongst us, O oh Lord. And we pray that you will be with us. We pray that we will be in your presence all the time. Lord, morning and evening. Lord, that we will meditate on your word day and night, O oh Father. We pray that, Lord, even the night watches, Lord, that we will call upon your name. Lord, any time and all the time, O oh Father. 
we pray that lord you will give us such an experience as king david had that lord he experienced your presence in so wonderfully in so many ways lord he experienced the power in your name he experienced lord the goodness of your word being fulfilled in his life and he lived with the comfort of the hope for the future we lived with such an expectation of oh father and we pray that we will be people of god who will live in the presence of god who will walk in the presence of god who will be the carriers of the presence of god that we will always have you in our lives of oh father that we will not forget you lord we pray that you continue to keep us in your presence bless every one of us this morning send us with your blessings we give you glory honor and praise in jesus mighty name we pray amen